This is the podcast for May 14th, 2010. It's not safe for work. It's the Jeff Glass and Blue Gal Podcast. By the way, we have to just let our listeners know that you have a cold. Drift glass. I do have a cold. Poor, poor Drift Glass. Well, you know. The show must go on. <laughs> we, shall, we shall grind on through some which way, yes. it's. <laughs> well, I just wanted to let our listeners know that if any of our listeners have an interest in a Chicago blogger meetup in July, I will be in Chicago at some point. I, no schedule, Nothing's been scheduled yet, but I am planning a trip to Chicago in July. If any, cool. Yeah. yeah. And so we, let's you ha- and I have done a few meetups in Chicago. We have. We have They're done fun. meetups in Chicago and the Chicago land area. Yes. I was thinking about one of them um, the other day. Uh, you and I and Shakespeare's sister and her husband met up at a Joe Cocker concert. You did. Where Mike Finnegan of the blog Roundup played Hammond organ for Joe Cocker. He's going to be doing that again this summer. And uh, it was great. We finally got to meet Mike and uh, had a great time. So I was thinking... You know, it would be fun to have everybody get lawn tickets and have some sort of concert uh, experience out in yes. in the. Um, I, I forget what the name of the venue is there. It's the. It's the suburb. It was the suburban venue, and I, it changes names every like, couple of weeks. It's, it's always it's, named after some bank. You yeah, know? it's, it's yeah. the Allstate, or it was called the Tweeter Center for a while, and uh-huh. I think it's the Allstate Center, but it's the big hole in the ground in Tinley Park. Yes. And uh, I looked it up to find out what might be playing there this summer. And the first two concerts in July are the Lilith Fair and Iron Maiden. (laughs) 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 And I thought to myself, wow. Yeah. Dante's Fifth Circle of Hell, the summer series. You (laughs) You want to get it right in the middle. And it's it's bowl shaped, so it really is. You can't go, you can't descend one level at a time. So you get to the Iron Lilith. Iron level. Lilith, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's something that I want to bring up at the beginning of our podcast tonight. Yes. I, every time, every time we've mentioned it in the past, it gets edited out because there's like, oh no, we're at 34 minutes already. I have to stop now. Sure. Um, we got an email a couple of weeks ago from uh, one of our listeners named Jay. He suggested that we ask our listeners on iTunes, of which there are many, if they would rate and review our podcast on iTunes. And I think that's yes. a great idea. Yes. So if you are listening to us on iTunes, please um, consider. Please. Please. <laughs> please. You don't know how to beg, Miguel. Please judge us. Please. Please like us. Please. Just let it, Just let them know that you listen to us yeah. by... Um, by let by uh, rating and and reviewing us if you can if you can take the time we appreciate it. Yeah. Couple seconds, that's all it takes. Yeah, we do. As as Jay said, I would love to see you guys on the iTunes front page as a new popular podcast. All right, yeah, so, sure. <laughs> so would we. What's so would we. what's this now? What's iTunes again? Oh yeah, never mind. <laughs> well, speaking of which, <laughs> you won't believe this, but there there seem to be a multitude of, and since we're going to talk about the media, this is perfect. Print magazines for people who use Photoshop. Oh, okay. Adobe Magazine and Adobe. Oh, and Adobe. oh yeah. It's and and there's more than one. I'm sh- kind of shocked. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But 
Did you know that there is now Photoshop for the iPhone? I did I not did know not that. I'm making that up. I swear. I did not know that. Well, that's. And I sat there and I thought, oh, I can just see it now. Sarah Palin, one pixel at a time on an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go blind. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Or, or or the old joke goes, you know, I just want to use my laptop until I need glasses. <laughs> no? Can I just use it till I need till I need I glasses? Like the grandmother at my church said she 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 had to go get a new phone, and so the the kid in the shop said, well, "What do you want to use your phone for?" <laughs> and she said, "I yeah. want to call people." A motif that's gone through about three or four stories in the last week that I thought would be worth mentioning as a topic all by itself. It's risk. Oh. R-I-S-K risk. Not just a game for 14-year-olds no. and 18-year-olds and, <laughs> let's face it, 35- and 40-year-old yeah. men right. either. Right. Who want to conquer uh, the world? <laughs> which as is... Risk, risk management, risk... risk. Uh, as in risk-taking. Taking risk. Taking, taking risks. Risk. Yeah. Um, one of the salient features of, uh, if you read my blog post on... Um, the candidate or the, the nominee from Davos about Elena Kagan or a couple of posts that I have coming down the pipe. I, I draw a lot on Richard Sennett's work. And Richard Sennett is a writer who writes about new capitalism and has been to Davos and, and writes about the uh, – a couple of his, his books are um, The Hidden Injuries of Class – Let's explain and, to our listeners what Davos is, although – Davos is a, a mountain – is a magic mountain retreat far, far away in Switzerland, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, where every year the titans of capitalism go along, and now the titans of media go and yeah. technology and Ariana Huffington go to talk about the future. And the, the, it is a, it is a, you know, it's a fairly exclusive club of very, very rich people. Mm-hmm. And they essentially go there and decide our future. I believe it is something like a several day long retreat where multi billion dollar capitalists and uh, like Bill Gates, you know, talking about the future of technology mm-hmm. or but I think it's uh, also like the finance ministers of countries are there. Yeah. And oh, yeah. It, this is this. These are the people who run our world it's called the World Economic Forum. It's high up in the mountains. And, and you go there and, and you sort of learn about how the people who pull the levers of power think. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that became very clear and I was a. a, a I, I was swept up in the wave of this in the 80s and 90s was this idea that everybody should be an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. that that we're going to create a new culture of capitalism where everyone is at risk all the time, that job security is a thing of the past, corporate loyalty is a thing of the past, um, you're forever starting over and you should remain, you should be in a constant state of entrepreneurial ecstasy mm-hmm. and a constant state of peril and risk you should mm. you know every, you should be breaking things up and creatively destroying things and rebuilding them and so forth mm-hmm. and it turns out that works really well if you're in the top one percent of the people running the world well i was going to say one of the people who who was there this year was um lloyd blankfein that, you know, that, that, that does not surprise me god's work at goldman sachs <laughs> and he goes ahead and shows his shows his face <laughs> at yeah. davos you know it's astonishing yeah. that you know they oh yeah sure well, and this this was not the case a generation ago. A generation ago, the idea was get a secure job, not a boring, repetitive job necessarily, mm-hmm. but a job that has a future, mm-hmm. a job that is secure, a job that you can keep for more than two or three years. 
But now the norm is you change jobs every couple of months or every couple of years. And if you don't do that, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And you should be comfortable taking risks and you should be an entrepreneur and you should be constantly churning and changing and you should be a consultant and you should, you know, you are the master of your own career. The problem with that model is it works extraordinarily well for the top, you know, the well, very, you have very top. have no risk of losing your next meal right. by do, behaving you know, that way. Yeah. If, right. you know, if, if everything goes horribly wrong tomorrow for Ariana Huffington business-wise, she will still be a multi-billionaire or multi-millionaire. Yeah. She will still have all of her friends. She will still go on Bill Maher's show. Oh, yeah. She will still yeah. be an invited guest. She will not miss a meal. Yeah. You and I, on the other hand, if we, you know, when you are living paycheck to paycheck oh, yeah. or living, you know, hand to mouth, mm-hmm. that kind of talk is terrifying. Yeah, right. And the people at the tops, as uh, Senate said very clearly, he said that the thing at the top that people didn't want to talk about when he talked about this, the brave, their brave new world was the people they called the left behind. Mm-hmm. You know, what about all those people who are going to get crushed under the system? And they didn't want to talk about those people, yeah. that, those people being 99% of humanity. And in, a, in, in modern American capitalist society, taking a risk will get you killed, yep. will wipe you out. Yep. And, and the, the, the final and his, the most hysterical irony of this is, is listening to two of my you know, all-time favorite journalists, ha, 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 writers, ha, 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 Andrew Sullivan and David Brooks, yeah, yeah. whining about the fact yeah. that Elena Kagan is no they're depressed yeah. or they're angry. Well, that she seems so premeditated yeah. that yeah. Uh, that David Brooks today yeah. t- saying that, you know, we've created a system. Oh, golly gosh, isn't it awful that we've created a system that, that produces mediocrity as opposed to you know, risk-taking, bold innovators? You're the poster boy. Exactly. You're the poster child for, for, for mediocrity, yes. for, for, for inoffensive, bland, right-leaning mediocrity. And, yep. and Andrew yep. Sullivan, you know, I, I'm sorry, but I hate to break this to you, but really the only reason you have a job is because – of your personal contacts yeah. of, you know, he was, he was pissed that people, you know, at the top have this, this sort of, um, these personal contacts and social capital and invisible networks of social connections that get them into places that you and I don't go. Andrew, I hate to break this to you, man, but the only reason you have a job is because you're the gay conservative. Right. Right. You know, you know, nobody goes to the circus to see the unbearded lady or the boy faced well, boy. That's why you don't fully convert to become yeah. a liberal blogger is because if you if you abandon Ronald Reagan then you're just another gay liberal LGBT blogger yeah. and there's better there's there eight better billion ones of them you, out. well I can think of four off the top of my head yes. that are better writers than he is so and none of whom have columns at the Atlantic no, exactly. none of whom have had careers and let's face it you know David Brooks would not have a career if um, um, what's his name William Bill Buckley what? Bill Buckley, thank you. Yeah. Bill Buckley hadn't handed him a career. Yeah. Hadn't, hadn't run into him at the University of Chicago where he was a liberal and essentially, you know, given him his manhood. And God bless him. That's great. You know, I wish all the people I, I know and love caught breaks like that. I really do. Mm-hmm. But let's face it, you know, from beneath the sheltering bower of their own high density connections, their own social media, their own contacts with the upper class, their own Wealth. Mm-hmm. These people bitch that other people don't take bigger risks. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, you know, shut the fuck up. I tell yeah. you what, let's let's do a little game of trading places, shall we? Right. Let's let you start over as just another fucking blogger. Right. Let's let you start over as just another hack trying right. to make We're a living. Change your name to Joe Smith, and you yeah. start a blog on Blogger yeah. and start writing. 
and you don't get and, and Andrew, you don't get to call Ariana Huffington or get, no. you get to call uh, Chris Matthews and say, please put me on TV because that doesn't happen. You don't, you don't get to sit back and think, you know what I should do about uh, Sarah Palin's book? I should just write. I should have a book of my own published. Mm-hmm. Really? You can just snap your fingers and get your own book published. Well, first of all, that's great. That's terrific. But please understand, I really don't begrudge anybody that. I, I begrudge no fellow writer the ability to make a living off their writing. But please understand how unbelievably fortunate you are, yes, right. how incredibly lucky you are, and how incredibly pr- protected and privileged you are mm-hmm. to have the ability to do what you do in the way you do it. Right. And that privilege did not come out of merit. That privilege came out of who you knew, where you were, being there at the right time, and being an anomaly, being a, a, a gay conservative when the conservative movement needed a cod piece, needed to look tolerant. You know, Michael Steele exists because Republican bigots needed to, needed to shed some of that image, so they got a black guy mm-hmm. and put him out front. Mm-hmm. You know, you, Andrew, were, were, the, were the cod piece for the Republican movement. You're the one that they could point to and say, see, we don't hate gays. We got him. Right, right. And, you know, and, but a lawn jockey, my friend, is a lawn jockey. And the fact that you could parlay that into a career is a fine thing. But please don't forget the fact that, that, but if you were a liberal, you know, if you were a liberal gay person, you would not have a job. Right. And, and David Brooks, if you weren't the acceptable face of, of reasonable conservativeness, you wouldn't have a job. And don't even get me started on Tom Friedman. (laughs) (laughs) You know, really. Tom Friedman has a job. Why now? Yeah. You know, this this hack has a job. Why now? So the idea well, that but we know why of and course we, we, do. we know and we know why uh, Bill Crystal has continues to. Yeah. He's on a merry-go-round of jobs that never gets off the ride. You know, well, and, and that's from one but, horse and to that, the other. And that's the point. You know, we need risk takers. We need people who are muckrakers. We need mm-hmm. reformers. Yeah. We do. But but when you take on that role. You take a risk. You take a very, well, very big. I, it's, I think it's. I think it's more than that. I think you make a commitment. It's like having children. You make a commitment to being poor for the rest of your life. Yeah. Well, that's true. And and that's. There's nothing wrong. Yeah, there's nothing dishonorable. Never, anyone who looked at my curriculum vitae <laughs> or resume would look at that and say, "Wow, she really went after the money." And yeah. I'm. I'm. No one would ever say that about me. But no one said that about William Kunstler either. And there was a guy who was an attorney in New York City who had. Very high-profile clients and could get in front of a microphone and be on TV all the time. But he sure. never, you know, most of his clients were completely indigent uh-huh. because he wanted to. You know, he had a couple of of uh, patrons. Patrons, yeah. But that, well, that was the difference. He had a couple of people that he would write wills for, and they would keep him on retainer. Yep. And he lived in New York City when it didn't cost money to live in New York City. Mm-hmm. You know, he bought a house at the right time. And he, but he could, but he could safely take risks on behalf of his social conscience. There was a, there was a, um, yeah, except he did die broke. I mean, for the most yeah, part. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Martin Luther King left nothing for his, yeah, you know, yeah, his family. Yeah. Um, you have to commit to a lifetime of that. Yeah. But, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, I, I'd rather die broke <laughs> myself <clears throat> well, personally. I mean, I don't, it's not a question of not wanting to leave. Something for my children to sure. bury me with. Yeah, but uh, I, no, I'd rather die broke than have money stashed away that I never used to make the world well, a better place. But and but that's the trade. I, I would I would have no trouble dying broke if I knew I could make a difference. Yeah, 
Yeah. But that's yeah. that's the problem. You yeah. know, the, it's yeah. getting harder and harder to make that difference. Yep. Because the the yep. entry fee for even getting to the difference making table. Yep. Just keeps getting higher and higher. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. It's and it's, it's, it's yeah. not that it's not worthwhile. It's that you have to go into this with your eyes open. You have to understand, you know, Arianna Huffington just celebrated her 1500th post. Again, if, if it all went south for her tomorrow, yep. she could she could fall into the waiting arms of of media friends, yep. well-to-do people, rich liberals who would yep. make sure she would bounce right back up again, and she'd be on Oprah within a week, yep. talking about her recovery about her and her recovery. new book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and again, I don't have anything really. I don't have. There's nothing wrong with that per se. No. But the idea that that that. She's a risk taker. She's not yeah, a risk taker. She's not a risk taker. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. she plays at taking risk. And the idea that you would insist that everyone else take the kind of risk you do. Yep. When they they simply do not have the kind when of social protection. they could get fired tomorrow from their nonprofit job right. for doing that. Yeah. But I, do, I, I think we should say that again. The idea of wanting to make a difference and wanting to know that you made a difference yeah. is huge. Uh, if you make the world a better place, it's one. It's one chip at the wall at a time, though. Well, yeah, that's, that's and, all. <clears throat> and on that note, let me let We're me say that this is not new. This is not new. No, uh, no, that's what, the point. We're we're on. You know, we're, we're we're continuing Emma Goldman's work from a hundred and twelve years ago. Oh, you know? well, what Voltaire said, you know, to 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 hold a pen is to be at war. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you really are. I mean, you you know, if if you are going to pick up, you know, an instrument of self-expression mm-hmm. and to look honestly at the world and tell the world what you think you see mm-hmm. and in- slowly increase your palate to include the word fuck every now and then, yeah. <laughs> um, you are, you know, you're going to be in conflict with the world around you because the world around you is never going to be the world as it should be. Yep. And if you can help move that world incrementally forward in the direction that you think it should go. And if that's the measure of your life, then that's a life well spent. Yes, it is. Um, all that I want to caution people, I want to caution people that, first of all, my cold medicine is make, obviously making my vocabulary break down. <laughs> but secondly, and more importantly, the risk-reward trade-off keeps getting skewed in the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it is it is it was easier for Mike Royko to go out and kick a little ass in Chicago mm-hmm. as a middle class reporter who could go and put his finger right in the mob's face. Mm-hmm. And granted, they might kill him or try to kill him, but nobody's going to fire his ass. Right. Try to do that now. Yeah. Yeah. And try you know try to become the the, the real muckraker, the real Ida Tarbell, um, and see where it gets you. And if and if you're not protected by if you don't have some institutional protection behind you, that when they you know when Exxon or when BP sends its army of lawyers against you, and you have no one to cover your ass, they'll win. You'll lose, and the world will not be a better place. Yep. So you know, go into this with your eyes open because it, it's 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 the Lord's work and it needs to be done. Yeah, but make sure but, make sure you don't sacrifice your ability to do it tomorrow. Yeah. In order to do it today. <laughs> yeah. And remember, going back a few years, uh, a very great carpenter in the Palestinian area once said, uh, the, the poor will be with you always. Yeah. And he meant so, that as an accusation, not I know, as a statement I know. of fact. He didn't mean that as, as a cause for celebration. No, he meant you that know, as how dare you. <laughs> yeah.
and he was right. On that All right, note. Blue Gal, shall we shall we thank <laughs> shall we thank people for putting up with this meandering, <laughs> poor, poor, feverish poor drift glass? I feel bad indictment. that you're sick. But I don't feel bad for me. I'm sitting here in the in the very lap of well, not luxury, but in the very lap of Chicago. Yeah. I, let, let, let's be really clear, okay? Mm-hmm. For the nice people out there, I have a roof over my head. Yep. I have food in my fridge. Mm-hmm. I have people that love me. I I am in fairly uh, um, daily command of most of my faculties. Yeah. I'm in reasonable good health, mm-hmm. and I can put go over to the, my radio or my 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 compact disc player, mm-hmm. um, my CD player, and put on Bob Dylan or Tom Waits any fucking time I want mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. And that makes me more lucky and privileged than 99% of the people on this planet. Yeah. And so I'm doing fine. I have, I have three wonderful children. I have a roof over my head and a laptop and uh, a house full of three children who clutter the whole house, not only with toys but with ideas. <laughs> and interrupt interrupt my podcasting with questions about World War Two, <laughs> <laughs> and and whether Hitler in, ever invaded America, and I have to we have to talk about it. You know, I just, don't don't ask Jonah Goldberg. I'll give you no. a completely. <laughs> yeah. No, we. Why, yes. my, well, you know, and I I blogged about this this week that uh, it it maybe I shouldn't even talk about it because it's probably going to make me cry. But when my daughter said. We had an opportunity to fill in the blank. Mommy knows how to do this better than anybody I know, and it's not a. It, we both wrote a four-letter word, and it wasn't the one you're thinking. Uh, of. Risk? No. <laughs> she knows how. Well, I wrote knit, uh-huh. thinking that was what she would say, and I had to fill in what I thought she would say. Uh, Mommy knows how to knit better than anyone I know, but my seven-year-old wrote blog. Uh, oh. Oh. Who's luckier than us, Blue Gal? Not many people, Drift Glass. Not many people. Not many <laughs> not, folks. No, don't make me cry. There's no crying in podcasting. There's no crying in podcasting. <laughs> but, you know, for, for for all of the, you know, ooh, God, oh, the oh. conservatives are coming to eat our children and so forth. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know. And nobody pays us for our brilliance. <laughs> right. Damn you. These are not the sad thoughts of depressed people. No. No. These are the concerned thoughts of activists, people, who, yeah. activists who who know how lucky they are to be living in this country yes. at this time yes. and and enjoying the life that they are privileged to lead. So don't think don't think don't think any but other I, thing. But I also I also think that 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 in a way that attitude, um, and 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 this goes right back to what you said about risk because there has been so much volatility. We don't think about this because there hasn't been a great recession like there is right now, but there's uh-huh. been so much volatility in the economy since the 60s that has yeah. put every worker on edge of you know losing All their the job, time. not being able to gas up their car, not being able to pay for their house, not being able to do this, that, and the other economically uh-huh. for our entire adult life. We've been that way. That. This thought of, oh, you know, we just need to be grateful for everything we have is actually, <laughs> you know, a way to keep everyone feeling like, well, we don't need to demand anything more of our government or society. This is the greatest country in the world. Yeah. You know, and it, yeah, becomes, you know, it becomes a Sean Hannity lecture yeah. rather than uh, being truly and, and be and 
being rightly and truly grateful for what you have is important, obviously. It, exactly. When it becomes but, a but, John Hannity lecture of this is the yeah. greatest country in the world and nothing – don't try to fix this country. You know, you're treading on the flag when you do that. It's yeah. bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Be- patriotism is the highest form – or rather the dissent is the highest form of patriotism. Right, right. Yep. yep. Honest dissent. Honest, Honest thoughtful dissent is, not is the highest Not calling the Barack form. Obama administration a regime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. that kind of dissent, but yeah. but recognize, hey, you know what? We're not getting a fair shake here. The workers are not getting a fair shake here as well, opposed to corporations. The American people, the, the environment is not getting a fair shake here. <laughs> the Gulf of Mexico is not yeah. being considered as having any rights. Well, it you doesn't. Know, well. It's, you know, as, as the uh, the man who... Standing by the windowsill, flicking his cigarette ash, and ash out into the night, was asked at a party, "Would you like an ashtray?" And his response was, "No, thanks. This one's not full yet." Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, treating the Gulf of Mexico like an ashtray. Yeah. Our personal shithole. Yeah. You know, ah, so what? Yep. So you know, we need that. We need that oil. So mm-hmm. you know, if it if drill it happens to drill. wipe out the entire ecosystem, well, that's yeah. just too fucking drill bad. Baby, drill baby drill. Yeah. And uh, no, the, the 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 proper attitude, as they say, an attitude of gratitude is important. A proper attitude of humility towards nature and the future mm-hmm. is important. The the economy is in a sense our cold war. Yeah. You know, it's the yeah. sense that you're never secure. Yep. That tomorrow it could all end. Yep. And you know, and 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 you know, it could all be taken away from you just by you know by one guy typing the wrong key and the wrong keyboard right, could right. wipe out civilization. You know, the Cold War, did, the, the paranoia, the fear that we we got addicted to never ended. Right, right. It just shifted right. over into the marketplace. Yep. And the people at the very top of the pyramid right. who want to keep us all in a state of disorientation and risk because, well, that's just the way it should be. Yep. Um, those people are our enemies. Yeah. yeah. Um, those people, I can understand how you can, you know, from a morally neutral position, suggest that destroying and remaking the world in terms of the technology every 18 months is objectively a good thing. I get that. I really do. I mean, Moore's law, you know, the, 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 the technology gets twice as fast and half as cheap every 18 months. Mm-hmm. That processor speed doubles. That is the only place where that is true. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea that that it is okay to treat culture and history and people's lives as an edge sketch, right? To be shaken up, and the, the fact that you've destroyed millions of lives is just one of those unfortunate things. Yeah. Um, that we're all sort of player play actors in your yeah. history. Yeah, and you can't. We're all background bit players in you know in your personal history is obscene. Yeah. And inhuman. And immoral. And, uh, and immoral. And immoral. And, and we shall continue to fight the power as long as we have Skype and call burner, Blue Gal. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> All right. Shall well, we sign we off? Thank, we want to thank our listeners. We do. You can listen to us on iTunes. And, again, we hope you will rate and review us on iTunes if you are listening to us there. Mm-hmm. We uh, are available. All of our episodes and past episodes are available at our website, dgbgpodcast.blogspot.com. And we love getting emails from you and have had really great, detailed, long emails with great questions and great future topics and so on and so forth. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We will be getting to those. Uh, Our email address is dgbgpodcast at gmail.com. 
keep your cards and letters coming. And uh, we want to thank those of us, those of you who have decided to contribute to our yes. podcasting efforts with a drop of five dollars in the hat. We know everyone is broke, and we never ask for more than five dollars. Uh, you can contribute again at our website. There is a PayPal button. It is at dgbgpodcast.blogspot.com. Uh-huh. And you guys are awesome. Thank you for your emails. And thank you, Driftglass, for your time and energy. Thank you, Blue Gal, for your time and yeah. energy. And I hear I do hear the time and energy of the gerbil outside. How how uh-huh. are the how are the castle kitties doing? They are uh in, in repose, plotting against <laughs> me as they always do. <laughs> you can see the little scheming, you know, in the, in, in the flicker of their eyelids, you can tell that they're planning horrible deaths for me. <laughs> and that's fine, because that is their proper place. That is and their proper place. That is their proper place. Kill. Faster, As, faster. Yes, faster, faster. Cast, 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 cast. Kill, kill, kill. <laughs> <laughs> well, do they have the energy to play us out? Is The gerbil's ready. <laughs> the gerbil stands ready if the, the cats stands fail ready if the cats are too freaking lazy yeah. to play us out the gerbil's ready to do so what do you well internet do kitties that? darwin is calling do you have it in yet <laughs> why yes we do all right then internet kitties the internet, internet kitties. kitties and darwin play us the hell out of here podcast is produced under a Creative Commons license, copyright 2010, Driftglass Blue Gal Podcast.